Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. I am your host, Abby Haney, and this is my new podcast called Cut from a Different Cloth, uh, where I explore women movement leaders. Today, I'm presenting Diane Nash Bevel um, and her work in the civil rights movement. The success of the movement would not have been without the daring acts of Nash, advocate of nonviolent protests and the student nonviolent coordinating committee's first female field secretary. As mentioned in Hands on the Freedom Plow, Nash got her start as a SNCC staff member heading workshops for Mississippians participating in the Freedom Rides. Prior to this, she'd received nonviolent protest education from Reverend James Lawson in Nashville, Tennessee while attending Fisk University. After noting her first experiences with racial segregation there as a student, her desire to change the exclusionary policies around her ignited. This led her to Reverend Lawson's nonviolent workshops, later protesting at Nashville's lunch counters, and in 1959, becoming head of the Student Central Committee, the direct action sect of the nonviolent movement in Nashville. Before the Freedom Rides, Diane Nash continued to organize college students for protests and sit-ins at segregated lunch counters. Ultimately, student leaders, including Nash, the mayor of Nashville, and business owners came to an agreement on desegregating stores in April of 1960. This feat would not have been possible without Nash's organized efforts. In that same month, Nash would co-found SNCC. Yep, she co-founded it. Very important. Though the rides were sponsored by the Congress of Racial Equality, Nash helped coordinate and participated in the 1961 Freedom Rides across the Deep South, according to blackpass.org. The rides, planning to drive from D.C. to New Orleans, challenged segregation on public transportation across southern states. Black and white people traveled together at the front of the buses, and black participants used whites-only facilities, both socially unacceptable acts during this time. The Freedom Rides were testing the enforcement of a recent court decision, Boynton v. Virginia, which in 1960, the segregation of interstate transportation facilities was found unconstitutional by this case. Freedom Riders experienced violence by the eighth day they traveled. John Lewis, another black participant, and Albert Bigelow were attacked for trying to enter a whites-only waiting area. Corps felt compelled to call off the rides, but Diane Nash led the persistence. Ten students gathered by Nash replaced the original 13, and SNCC continued the Freedom Rides. As Nash put it, the students have decided that we can't let violence overcome. If they stop us with violence, the movement is dead. The riders meant to reach New Orleans on May 17th, only 13 days after their start. But The SNCC-led rides had been exhausted for months with a tumultuous mass of violent attacks from white mobs, groups of supporters, and local and federal action to ease tension caused by travelers seeking equality. By the end of that year, the ICC finally prohibited segregation in interstate transit terminals. That same year, Diane Nash had a, a busy time Uh, She became a strategist and instructor for the Southern Christian Leadership Conference. She married James Bevel, which was another civil rights activist. 
She moved to Mississippi to campaign for voter registration and the desegregation of schools under SCLC. She was expected to serve two and a half years in a Mississippi jail for her participation in the Freedom Rides. She was also pregnant. Nash doesn't say if being a woman impacted her experiences in the movement, but she was found guilty of contributing to the delinquency of minors around the same time that she was six months pregnant. This was not an issue that any of the male leaders had to ever consider. She was often undermined and was once audaciously told to leave the Democratic Convention because she did not understand the political process. Yeah. Of course, these things were difficult to process, but this difficulty is not what made Diane Nash a leader. What made Diane Nash a leader is exactly what made Martin Luther King Jr. a leader. It's what made W.E.B. Du Bois a leader. The extent of which women led the movement is extremely understated. Women were the movement, and that fact is conveniently forgotten about. Diane Nash was a movement leader. Without this woman, and the women that charged the movement. The success of it would falter with this organization.